What's up guys, my name is Zane, uh, one of the owners over here at Livewire Academy. And this is now what we're gonna call one of our first installments of the Blue Collar Blueprint. So the whole Blue Collar Blueprint is an idea that me and Austin came up with, uh, bringing the online trades or blue collar trades to an online platform just to help people figure out what they wanna do with their life, right? A lot of people feel lost, don't know what to do, don't know what trade they want to join. So um, in these podcasts, we're just going to go ahead and bring on different people we've met throughout our travels. I film for a lot of electrical infrastructure companies. Uh, so I travel around and meet a bunch of people. And obviously, my film company also just films blue collar work in general. Today, we got on Bo Lindell. I actually met him in Nebraska. Uh, he was my, my helper, more like I was his helper. We're filming some uh, pretty cool stringing activities, so welcome, Bo. Hey, guys. So can you just tell me about yourself a little bit, um, who you are, what you do? All right, well, uh, yeah, my name's Bo Lindell. Um, I'm a small-town guy. I come from a small town. Uh, got out of school pretty early. Uh, got in the line trade pretty young. And yeah, I've been on, been doing it ever since. Um, yeah. yeah that's How young were you when you got in the trade? Uh, I was, so I worked one time when I was, uh, was actually 14. And then later on, um, I got into it for a summer and that when I was 16. And then when I was 17, I was steady into line work. I graduated early and yeah, I got, uh, got into it then so for everyone who doesn't know i'm from america phoenix to be exact and bo is you're in uh are you in toronto right now i know you're from canada somewhere in the middle of yeah. nowhere right but so yeah i'm from manitoba canada yeah a small town um, probably about maybe 20 people in it and uh, right now i'm about 12 hours north of toronto uh we're building doing a rebuild line on uh, a wood standoff pole line. And yeah, we're about 12 hours north of Toronto. There's still a bunch of snow here and yeah, it's still cold. <laughs> 82 degrees down here right now. Yeah. All right. So why did you get into the trade? Like um, there's a lot of different stories, right? One we kind of hear is, is the money aspect of it, which we're going to definitely get into because that's, that's a huge thing. Uh, and the earning potential is just unlike any other trade. But, but you got into it super young, obviously. So you have family members in the trade, or how did you get in originally? Or what was your initial idea? Well, it, yeah, I have family in the trade. So uh, my grandpa, he was a lineman. Um, he, uh, he was a lineman back in the day. I Actually, it was a grandpa that I didn't know until a couple, few years ago. So, and I found out he was a lineman, done a lot of helicopter work and that. But uh, my father, he he's in the trade, and that's kind of how I got started. He took me out when I was just young um, on the line. We did some work, and then when I was back 17, 16, sorry, uh, he got me on a job. I wasn't working with him, but with the same company. And then, yeah, kind of got a taste of the money, knew what I wanted to do. Um and then 
yeah, once I, I got a taste of the money, so I was chasing the money, and then once I got in the air, I got a taste of the work, and then mm-hmm. it was game over after that, the money and the good work, so. So, what kind of money were you making at 16, just curious-ish? Oh, uh, we were getting paid uh, bi-weekly, and I think I was making, so I wasn't getting taxed as much either, because I was <laughs> under 18. And uh, I think I was making, it was over two grand uh, paycheck. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's phenomenal at 16. I mean, n- I, yeah, I mean, compared to now, right? I guess minimum wages here are rising, um, but 16, two grand a week, that's, I mean, two grand every two weeks is really good money. Um, yeah, I think like 2300 or something like that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I was working at Chevron when I was 16, you know, scrubbing old ladies' windshields, fueling up their cars. So <laughs> not that good of money, man. A couple hundred bucks a week, like a high school job, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, how old are you now? I... I'm uh, 31. Uh, be 32 in September, so, so pretty you, much six... Half your life you've been in the trade. Yeah, coming up to it right away here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, now, obviously, you're getting into more of a uh, business side of it, right? With your company locked in tag, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, it's awesome to see, right? So, can you kind of like run me through pros of being a lineman? Um, you know, line the line trade for those of you that don't know. Uh, Lime is someone who builds power lines. You see them everywhere, right? Those structures or uh, they all exist under the ground as well. You don't see them. But uh, kind of what are the pros? Obviously, you've stuck around for, you know, 15 years at this point. What do you like most about the trade? Uh, Well, obviously, the money. It uh, pays extremely well. Um, But, you know, you're – it's for it is for a certain person um you have to understand i'm uh mainly transmission line um that's where my career kind of led me so um you know i'm you're outside all the time uh i've worked everywhere you get to see all kinds of places you know i worked uh from one side of canada to the other and then down in america as well so you get to see a lot of the country um you get to see a lot of places that uh, that you wouldn't know about, or you wouldn't go, you wouldn't even think about going to see. Like I've, we've built lines, you know, in inlets, um, you know, on the coast, uh, places that you wouldn't go to check out, or you wouldn't even know about. Hidden gems. You work in the mountains, down roads that you wouldn't think of uh, of even going down. So um, that's one thing i really like about it um and then of course yeah it's all the people you meet on the road um yeah i'd I'd say that pretty much sums it up yeah so (laughs) it's definitely um the the travel part of it is crazy uh because i think austin he was supposed to actually be on this interview but um He's actually bolting out for Storm, I think. I think he's headed for Philadelphia. Uh, he actually just got canned the other day because they needed a – they brought an apprentice on instead. You know, he, he needed to get his hours, so his ego was hurt a little bit. But he just got a Storm call, right, two days later. 
um, which is really where you make the chatter. Um, oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> moving into this, like, it, I'm very curious about it as well, because I, I know my brother, obviously, Austin, who's in Livewire Academy, if anyone um, has any introduction to that or whatever. He's made some insane money, right? I think last year, uh, Hurricane Ida rolled around. He was making 1800 bucks a day uh, for two weeks straight. Obviously, you're living in a man camp. The food's not that great. You know, you're busting butt, long hours, you know, 16, 18-hour days, and sleep in a cot and back to work the next day. Do you have like any experiences working storms like that where you're just making insane amounts of money? Uh, well, that uh, ne- that job I met you on in Nebraska, that was my um, my only storm work experience. Um, but yeah, we've I've been in the like uh, I'd say my best years. I've made uh, over two fifty. Uh, 250 300 like in those ranges for the yearly income so yeah you make you make really good money and it's, it can it's come insane. in first <laughs> yeah and you're not calling i mean that's not no like higher schooling or anything that is just you got going out there busting butt yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's crazy uh, you know i'm working i'm working beside uh guys that like I myself, I went to uh, to school, but there's guys, you know, working beside me that haven't making the same money, doing the same thing, you know. So uh, you don't need, yeah, that education to make that that money. Yeah, it's insane because um, you know, like people hear uh, about linemen making two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, and I think. They can't like conceptualize it because they've always been a little bit taught that blue collar trades are just for the ordinary man, uh, but they don't realize how truly well like it pays, right? Um, you're talking about being in the top one two percent earner of of the world uh, in this single trade. I think that is what makes this trade so unique. Obviously, the nature of the work, right? Um, utilizing helicopters, heavy machinery. You're working with you know. 200,000 volts, 500,000 volts. Obviously, it's very dangerous. It's much safer now, obviously. Um, but it, people just don't seem to realize how truly insane the money is. And I know money's not everything, but money does make the world go around. Um, so it's crazy. Just to hear those figures blows my mind to think like uh, someone thinks you got to be a corporate executive to make 300 grand a year. You, know, you could just be some redneck out there building power lines. <laughs> well yeah that's the thing too you can that those years where i made it an extreme amount those were long hours long hours every day um you know out on the road not being home too often at all you know uh working the full year but if you look at those numbers um you know you could work half that half the year and you know you're still making really good money you're still making say over a hundred K right. Or, you know, you only need 60,000 really is, I think the number is to have a, have a good lifestyle. So anything over that, you know, yeah, pretty, you can make that pretty quick in the line trade. That's for sure. Actually. Um, yeah. Austin had two instances last year where he, he booked netted over 20,000 in under two weeks. 
two separate times. Okay. So like you're talking about making netting forty five thousand in 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 a month's period. Obviously, one was a giant uh, northwestern storm. Um, you know the per diem. You know they pay you the per diem, and then you're double time because it's storm. Uh, and it's crazy, right? The money is absolutely flowing in those instances, and it, that that's somebody's yearly salary in a month. Um, oh, it. Which is just like asinine to think about, but it's it's hard, right? People always, I think the biggest thing is people think like to make that type of money, you have to be working twenty four seven, and that's just not the truth. We know plenty of guys, probably me and you, who mm-hmm. work just storm. They work four months out of the year, and they make a hundred fifty thousand. Right now, it's four months straight of work, but that's one hundred fifty thousand for four months of work. Um, so that's just crazy. Sorry to harp about the money, but it's it blows my mind. <laughs> I've had uh, friends, you know, that go on storm or uh, firework too. Firework's yeah. huge, and yeah, they go away for say three months, and yeah, like you say, a hundred fifty k or, you know, it's yeah, you can make a yearly, a yearly income, a high yearly income in the first quarter of the year. So says a lot about what there is to be made out there for a guy that and that for a guy that wants to work and yeah just go out there and you know do a good job so yeah so kind of moving on from that i mean i could sit here and talk about the money all day but i won't um where do you kind of see the future of the trade going obviously with all the electric vehicles coming on the road uh, it's going to be extremely taxing, obviously, on the power grid. Uh, new power generation sources are going to have to be to be there, right? Windmills, green energy, which you know, I don't personally really agree with right now. I don't think we're at a point where we can sustain ourselves that way. But where do you kind of see it going over the next five, ten years? Do you think demand is going to skyrocket? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I uh, I think about that a lot. Um, you know, there's the electric vehicles. Uh, this is going to get booming here. Our whole entire grid's going to need upgrading. Our generation stage generation stations are going to need upgrading. Our our uh, substations, um, our distribution lines, our transmission lines. We're going to need a lot more uh, to keep up with the demand. And not only electric vehicles, but also uh, cryptocurrency that's becoming bigger and bigger. And that puts a demand on the our power system as well. So, you know, in the next little bit here, um, yeah, there's going to be a huge demand. And uh, it's a perfect trade to be in, honestly, in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years, it's going to be really booming and yeah, there's going to be a ton of work there for us. And they're almost right now, there isn't enough uh, line hands out there right now. Um, we see it a lot up in Canada. It's hard to find uh, good line hands and just people in general that, you know, want to do this work. And uh, I think down down in the States there too, uh, that's the case too. Like it's hard to get a lot of, you know, good line hands there or people that want to do the work so it's only going to get more and more demanding as uh we carry on yeah um i know there's a a lot of people obviously who who say you know i went and signed the books 
Uh, and we're talking about uh, union right here. I'm just a, a big pro-union guy. People are going to do what they want to do, right? Um, and they're like, well, I've been waiting around for a year. I'm like, well, how many books have you signed? You know you can go travel and sign as many books as you possibly like, right? Um, and in places here like Phoenix, right, we just uh, were down actually the other day uh, making a video how to sign the out-of-work books, right? And there's like 700 uh, people on the books to be basically line hands, grunts, right? Uh, I wonder how many of those people really have like went down to Tucson and signed the books down there or up to North Flagstaff and signed the books there. It's just these people are complaining, right? Oh, there's there's so many people. Oh, well, yeah, Phoenix is a hot spot. It's perfect weather eight months out of the year, right? You should go find somewhere else, get into the apprenticeship program there. Once you're in, you're in, right? Once you're a journeyman lineman, you're set. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing, right? It's like you got to travel when you – especially – Get into the trade when you're young because you have that ability to travel, uh, complete the apprenticeship program. Um, obviously, if you go non-union, you don't really have to complete the apprenticeship program. But uh, yeah, just go and sign as many books as possible would be my advice. Yeah. I, what would your advice be for someone trying to get into the trade? Uh, before this, we kind of talked about line schools and um, I personally think they're a waste of money. but <laughs> That's because I'm prejudiced. But what, do, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it's, uh, it's probably different, um, from up here than down there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in, uh, in Canada getting indentured, uh, if you know, that's what you want to do and get in the trade, um, it guarantees you a wage and a higher wage, but, uh, down in the States, um, it's a fair bit different. Uh, you know, you work with, with a lot of guys, um, that you know haven't went to school and they're doing more of a mentorship through the trade you know working with uh, good experienced linemen and that and uh, you see that a lot more down there um, is that mentorship or guys you know working together sticking together teaching each other that type of thing and then uh, and up here uh, we do have that culture as well but uh, the schooling um, really kind of backs you whereas down there um you know it's your it is your name and uh what you know that's what i noticed myself when i was up there or down there sorry <laughs> yeah no so just a quick note if you haven't gone to lion school uh going to lion school doesn't move you any faster here meaning mm. once you're done with lion school you spend that twenty five thousand dollars because that's what you're spending anymore um, and you go sign the books, you're on the bottom of the books. You could go tell the IBEW, hey, I just went to line school and they're not going to care. They're going to say, you're on the bottom like everyone else. Uh, you are so much better off getting your class A CDL, your flaggers permit and your first aid CPR and going to your local hall and signing the books because that's really all you need um, to sign the books and learn everything else as a hand, as a grunt because uh, they teach you everything in line school, um, and then you got to go relearn on the job because every job is different. Every GF is different. Every foreman's different. Every company has their own procedures, right? You've worked with tons of companies. They are, they're all unique in their own right. So line school <laughs> is like an ego play. And what I've actually noticed from filming on job sites talking to you know higher-ups is they don't like kids who go to line school because they come out cocky, right? 
Uh, it's a good way to get your, your cheap Harbor Freight tools tossed. <laughs> um, so, but to each their own. Like, it's a big confidence thing, right? You know, like I said, my brother did it. Uh, but it's not the only option. And people think, like, I have to go. Uh, I'd recommend don't go. go. Go get those three things that I just said. That's all you need to sign the books, right? Um, Class A CDL with no restrictions, by the way. And if there's any other certifications, Tanger certification, get it. Uh, you're probably going to spend four grand to get your Class A CDL. And right now, it's like extremely, extremely easy to get it because they're just begging for people to get in and get those, get those certifications. So, um, I basically just gave you guys Live Wire Academy for free. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, locked and tagged. So. I guess you can take it away. I think that's a pretty cool idea. It's a really cool concept, obviously. Um, the Brotherhood has banded together to an extent and really supported the, the cause, the brand. So give us uh, your little mm -hmm. spiel on that. Uh, yeah, so started locked and tagged in uh, 2020 there. Um, it's Yeah, it's been taking off. It's been doing really good. Um, it's been in... Uh, you know, some newspapers, some podcasts, uh, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's really taken some traction there. Um, we got everything, pretty much everything from head to toe. Um, if you want to dress, you know, wear some uh, uh, power line apparel there, or some power line style. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we thing um, from head to toe and for, for women, for people that aren't in the line trade that, you know, uh, people that are proud of uh, their family members or someone they know that's in the line trade that just want to show support. And there's a lot of stuff too that's uh, uh, just looks cool. It's cool to wear on the street. Um, but no, the the brand, yeah, it's been taken off pretty good. Um, it was kind of the idea of it uh, was more power line in general and uh, kind of have something for everyone. You know, it takes... Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, support and staff, um, you know, a lot of other workers in the line trade uh, that are there, and uh, we got a little something for those people too. So uh, those power line enthusiasts, you could call them. No, but you, yeah. yeah, you've done a great job with it. Where where can people find it um, if they if they want to check it out? Uh, so you can go on uh, on the website. Uh, of course, it's www.lockedandtagged.com. Uh, 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 and, and then, uh, yeah, you can check it out on the website. Uh, follow our Instagram page. It's uh, Locked and Tagged. Um, we also have Locked and Tagged Shop, which is uh, more so just the merchandise. And then our Locked and Tagged page is kind of people to send in their power line pictures, anything like that, um, just to support the community. Um, you know, people always like shout outs on Instagram and that. So if you're doing something cool or you think it's cool, helicopter work or, you know, you're doing hotline work, send it over pretty much anything. Uh, we'll shout you out. Um, you get entered for a chance to win some swag. We're always giving away stuff on there. Um, but yeah, www.lockedandtag.com and then uh, if you're we're in two stores as well now so we're in uh, a small town kind of where I grew up 
down in Asher in Manitoba, Canada. Um, we're stocking that store. And then we also just landed in uh, Line Star Utilities. So they're a huge uh, power line utility supplier up in Canada here, Line Star Utilities. And uh, yeah, they, they're a pretty big outfit. So it's pretty sweet uh, to get in there. Um, it's a good sign that we're doing we're doing good and we're making stuff that people like so yeah guys uh you got you got to check it out it's it's awesome right and um bo is one of my favorite people i've met out in the field uh i've, I've met a lot of them now um you know it, it, he's he's truly a good dude and uh locked in tags a, a phenomenal brand it, it's so much more like a lifestyle brand uh, that that design is it looks sweet right uh, so support that cause 100%. I love that. Uh, that's great. I say uh, a lot on podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, for, I guess, uh, anyone starting out in the trade, um, that's going to be watching this, uh, you know, guys stay humble. Um, we all kind of go through a phase when we get, get started. Um, we do get cocky because uh, we're doing a, a badass job. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I can say podcast. Yeah, you can. You're, you're making <laughs> you're good, cool work. You get cocky. Just stay humble and uh, pay attention to the experience in the field because uh, in the end, those guys are the guys that are teaching you, and that's, you know, that's where you're learning from and show respect to uh, the experience out there um, and pay attention. That's, I guess, my message. Yeah, no, that's a phenomenal message. Uh, as soon as you you get ahead of yourself on the line trade, I mean, one wrong move, you're dead, right? Let, let's not forget that it's extremely dangerous. You're working with very high voltages. I mean, it could literally turn you to dust if it wanted to. So um, if, if an older guy out there is telling you don't do that, uh, don't do it, right? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna say that you're gonna learn the hard way you're probably gonna get bit on the line a few times right you're gonna get a little shock here and there to remind you that god's still real so um well i want to thank you both for coming on uh absolutely awesome love talking to you uh, hopefully we can do this again um for anyone who's interested in the trade go ahead and check out uh learnlivewire.com it's a pre-apprenticeship course basically replaces lion school teaches you everything you need to know a to z on how to get started uh, how to get your certifications, what kind of gear you need, what to expect in the trade, uh, basically what Bo just talked about, um, the tools that you need to buy, don't buy cheap stuff. We have links to all that stuff, how to join the union, uh, go non-union, how to make that decision right. So I guess this ends the first installment of the Blue Collar Blueprint. Uh, we're, we're just going to teach you guys how to make a ton of money in the Blue Collar trades. Uh, and can you continue to have people like Bo on. So thanks, Bo. I appreciate it. Carry it on. I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, anytime you want to talk, let me know. All right. 